From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone. Today, we've got a special New Year's episode for you. We're looking forward to what the biggest accounting challenges will be in 2022. For this episode, we spoke with three professionals who work in very different areas of accounting. First, we've got Teresa McIntosh. She is the CEO of the financial software company Trintech and also the former CEO of Walters Clore U.S., Michael Yachnik works in forensic accounting and risk management and is a partner with the firm Stoneturn. And of course, we had to talk to a leader at a large CPA firm, so we called up Janet Malzone, National Managing Partner for Audit Services at Grant Thornton. We'll start our conversation with Janet. One topic that came up over and over again in all of our interviews was the effect of the Great Resignation. The wave of departures and even retirements triggered in part by the COVID-19 pandemic. Janet said that the turnover is rippling throughout the entire profession. And I think that's that is one of our biggest challenges. And it's not just in the accounting firm. It's all accountants in, in a lot of different industries. We, we've seen the, the, the resignation, the great resignation, but it's also a lot of fatigue. And you think about public accounting, we're used to turnover. Our model has a certain amount of turnover built into it, but we're seeing a, a lot of turnover. And that's because people are really rethinking their lives, what flexibility in the work environment means. And one of the things, an example we've seen is people aren't just saying, I'm, I'm going to another firm or I'm going into industry. It's I'm going to go uh, be a pet sitter. I want to go be, be you know, do some blogging. I, and so people are saying, I'm going to move back home. I'm going to do something else. So we're seeing huge shifts in not just the amount of people and the turnover, but what they want in their career. So that's a huge impact for us. Janet says this isn't just affecting her firm, but also the companies that Grant Thornton audits, including those safeguards that their clients put in place to address financial reporting risks, what are known as internal controls. New people in the roles. Um, what has happened to the controls in the environment, right, of each company? Are we, do we change who's doing each control? Is it a virtual control? Did we completely change what we're doing because of where we're working? And so... The knowledge transfer is huge. Teresa, the CEO of Trintech, says it's not just that people are leaving, it's who is leaving. People retired much quicker than we anticipated that they would, about double the rate uh, during the pandemic. And that has really squeezed the participation of the labor pool. And so not only have we seen numbers decrease, but also the people that we are losing to retirement are really some of our most knowledgeable team members. You know, it was the knowledge of the generation of baby boomers that knew what the necessary steps were, knew why they were being done, and kept a lot of those processes happening um, in, our, in our offices, in our firms. And so that's, that's been a big, that's a big risk to all of us. Large companies and firms may find it just as tough as smaller competitors with fewer resources to plug the staffing gaps. Here's more from Teresa. For maybe the first time, you can't just throw bodies at it, as we would say, right? You can't just hire more people to solve the problem. Uh, You have to figure out how to solve the problem differently. 
And I think that is really where technology is going to have to be the saving grace for many companies and firms as we rethink our approach to solving the talent gap. Uh, Because you can't just train enough and hire enough (laughs) to do it uh, without technology. Also in 2022, ESG reporting is expected to take center stage. For the uninitiated out there, that stands for environmental, social, and governance, and refers to information that companies voluntarily report about their broader impact on society. Sometimes you'll hear it referred to as sustainability reporting. But this year should bring a suite of new disclosure requirements from the Securities and Exchange Commission. What those rules will require from auditors remains an open question. And Michael, the compliance and litigation support partner with Stone Turn, says he'll be watching closely for how the SEC ensures that any new data is investor ready. There may be a piece where the SEC wants some type of um, a test or outside assurance that what the company is reporting with regard to ESG climate change is accurate uh, and complete, similar to what they do for assessment over the internal control framework the companies report on. Um, With the SEC putting more rigor around those disclosures, clearly the uh, need to put controls in place is going to be even more critical. It's going to be interesting, you know, if the SEC comes up with their own framework for what they want to see or adopt one of the many frameworks that are out there. But regardless, uh, companies need to start looking at what they're doing now to be prepared um, because I think it's going to be quite a uh, significant lift for for many companies to, to comply with what we expect the SEC to come out with. Janet says the current audit and accounting standards already address risks that companies face, requiring disclosure or in some cases liabilities that have to be booked climate pledges and shifting regulations already have to be factored in, even without new SEC rules. And that means that companies are going to have to get on the same page when it comes to climate reporting to avoid a situation where they're telling the public one thing and the SEC something else. So companies really need to be careful of what am I saying out to my stakeholders and my shareholders? What declarations? And then now play it out in my 10K reporting on risk, liabilities, future future obligations, and then all my projections, which are the backbone for some of the assets that are on my books. And then the auditors are, to me, some of the best suited going back to our foundation of independence, our quality financial reporting, to really be the ones to help the companies with the audit of those numbers and the reporting on them. So it's an opportunity, but also just being very aware that it's already out there. Of course, there will be other new rules and regulations that come out over the course of the year that accountants will have to pay attention to. Michael, he's watching out for updates from the Financial Accounting Standards Board on how to calculate goodwill. Goodwill that's recorded in a transaction needs to be evaluated each year to see if it's impaired. Investors typically like that approach because it provides them with more information in terms of what the company thinks the value of that goodwill is, but it's very subjective. Um, So it looks like the FASB may be moving or considering a combined amortization and impairment model where amortization is 
used um, on an annual basis over the expected life of the goodwill, but there will be some still some impairment tests that uh, will be required. Accountants also need to keep a close watch on ongoing supply chain disruptions, which aren't likely to ease anytime soon. Michael says that if companies can't get their supplies or send shipments to customers on time, that that can mean big accounting consequences. You know, if you have goods that you have paid for and you've taken title to, um, but you haven't yet received them, or you haven't been able to ship them to your customers, from an accounting standpoint, you're going to have, um, you know, a stress on your receivables. So you're going to have paid for goods that are that are potentially still sitting out in, on a freighter in the Pacific Ocean, and your customers aren't going to pay you because they haven't received it yet, or worse, they may cancel the order. And so that's going to be a significant impact um, on the financial operations of, of any company. If you think of building uh, a facility and it's um, the cost of the product materials that are going into that are increasing, that's going to impact your percentage of completion that the accountants will need to keep track of in both a quarterly and annual basis. So um, the, the supply chain is you know, not just a delay in goods, but does have a profound impact on various aspects of uh, financial reporting. Much like supply chain issues, uncertainty will be another theme that continues to challenge audit teams and accounting teams in 2022. That's according to Janet, the audit leader at Grant Thornton. She spoke about what it's going to take to deliver reliable reporting to investors and the market this year. Well, we're putting new people into place. The people who are still here have to spend more time. Uh, Management oversight has to be stronger. There's going to be probably more detail review. So could it take a little longer? Could we all spend more time? Yes, and that's what we're all going to have to do. And a lot more effort, a bigger heavy lift, because we all still want that outcome of high quality financial reporting. So it's gonna be very collaborative. And what we're talking to our teams and our clients about is we're gonna to have to talk a lot more to make sure we're reviewing at, at, a, at a, not necessarily a higher level, but more like kind of digging deeper to make sure that knowledge is still there, the assumptions we're making are right, and we're making sure that knowledge is coming through for quality financial reporting. That was Janet Malzone, National Managing Partner at Grant Thornton. Before that, you heard from Michael Yachnik, a partner at the firm Stone Turn, plus Teresa McIntosh, the CEO of the financial software company Trintech. And that's it for today's episode of Talking Tax. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax episode was produced by David Schultz. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor, and our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm Amanda Icone. Thanks for listening. You ever thought to yourself, how is that legal? Why is that legal? You ever seen a big trial in the news and wondered, what's really happening there? Have you ever pondered the question, why are lawyers the way that they are, and how much money do they really make anyway? These are the things we live and breathe at On the Merits, Bloomberg Law's weekly legal news podcast. On the Merits looks into the biggest stories playing out in the legal industry right now, and we feature the finest journalists covering the biggest legal stories from across the Bloomberg Law newsroom. On the Merits is hosted by me, David Schultz, and you can hear it wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.